God talks to you 24-7. Did you know that? He speaks to the Holy Spirit usually within 30 seconds. The problem is our minds are so cluttered that we do not hear Him. How can you know if God is talking to you and when He does, how do you know it's really Him? Today we're going to talk about how to hear God. And I want to give you kind of an extreme example about that right now because um, you know, there was a situation that we had a cat in our house and this cat was becoming an older cat. We, we used to have two cats, Nike and Reebok. Well, this was Reebok. Reebok was kind of a striped gray cat and we just loved our cat. It was a great cat. But when he got older, he started peeing in the heating vent on a regular basis. Now, could you imagine the smell? Because every time the heat went on, that cat pee, went all over the living room and it was just really bothering me. And it didn't happen once, it didn't happen twice, but then one time our kids were still up, I was already in bed. And during that time, the cat walked to the heating vent and completely unloaded in the heating vent. And I was like, that's it. I am not doing this anymore. So I told my husband, cats gotta go outside, but we're kind of animal lovers and it got bad weather and the cat obviously wanted to be in the house. And I finally told Ken, it's an old cat. It won't change its behavior. We gotta put it down. And no fun, you know, just no fun. But during that time, um, you know, Ken said, no, I, I can't bring it to the vet because it will be hard for the cat because it doesn't know anybody there and it will be trauma for the cat if it's put down at the veterinarian. So he says, I'll do it myself. Now, who wants to shoot your own cat, right? So he kept putting it off and off and off. And then there was the point that we had to leave on a trip. And I told Ken, you can no longer put this off. This is, you, you just, we can no longer wait with this. And he waited till the day we left. And I said, you, you can't wait with this. And what was meant to be the least bad experience for Reebok the cat became absolute horror because the cat did not like it. And when the cat was shot, it, the shot didn't go off the way it should have, so it had to be shot again. And when Ken came in from the outside, I did not see it. The claws and his arms and the blood, and it was just really, really, really bad. Life moved on, and uh, you know, not too long ago, I, I told Ken, I said, there's this puppy that really needs a place. It's found on the street, let's take it in. And Ken instantly said, no, you make me kill animals. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. He did not remember that the cat peed in the heating vent on a regular basis. He did not remember I had offered to take it to the vet. He did not remember any of that. What he remembered is what I did not remember. What I did not see was the end of Reebok's life. And the horror, the look, the shot, the aftermath. I missed all of that. But he remembered this. Now we're talking. What is it, 10 years later? A very long time later, many, many, many years later. But every time anything would come up about another animal, Ken would say, you're gonna make me shoot it. So I took it to God and I'm like, God, I never thought about his side of the story and I can't fix this. I, he's angry in his heart against me and it flares up once in a while. So there's unforgiveness in his heart and the Bible truly says forgive. 
how do I fix this? I can't fix it. Tell me how to do that. And I just went to bed, didn't hear anything. But on the next morning, early in the morning, I heard Holy Spirit in a thought tell me, ask him to forgive you. <laughs> that had never even occurred to me because in my mind, I had done nothing wrong. But I did. I said, Ken, forgive me. Forgive me. And I, I meant it sincerely. Forgive me for what you went through with the cat and for me asking you to kill it that morning. And it was like something snapped. That stronghold that was building up and that resentment between the two of us, not all the time, but it kept coming back over the years, was instantly gone. Why? Because I listened to God when I did not know what to do, and He told me clearly. And it was just a simple thought that came in. So how can you, in situations that you deal with, how is it that you can deal with things when you don't know what to do and you, you don't know how to go about it, hear God? And how can you know it is Him? You know, I've heard so often voices that are saying those little thoughts that you're snapping, can't believe she's wearing that, or he's going to be late anyways, he's going to be so wrong. And I have learned throughout the years to say, devil, shut up and go take a hike. I don't want to hear it. Because once you recognize the voice, you know in how to move forward. And there is a story in the Bible that specifically talks about how to hear God and how it went so wrong when he didn't recognize, he heard God but he wasn't listening to do something with it. And it's about a man, Zechariah and Elizabeth. They have prayed for many, many years. They have prayed over and over and over again in having to have a baby. And their prayer is not answered. And they keep asking the Lord and their prayer is not answered. Now they're older, they're past childbearing years. And by the way, Zechariah is a priest and he gets to serve in the temple where only one of the priests was chosen by Lot and they would go into the inner inner room of the temple and they would serve in the Holy of Holies. And it was Zechariah's turn and it was an incredible moment for him. And as the crowd is waiting outside of the temple, it's like a fancy church with a special part of it. And, and this is the Holy of Holies. And as the crowd is waiting outside praying, he goes in and he experienced something he has never experienced before. And it says in Luke chapter 1, and we're going to read, and starting in verse 9, according to the custom of the priestly office, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were in prayer outside at the hour of the incense offering. And then it says the following in verse 11, And an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the altar of incense. Zechariah was troubled when he saw the angel and fear gripped him. And you're like, whoa, can you imagine you're serving God, you're looking at God, you're, you're, you're or, or in, in God's holy of holies, and an angel shows up and totally freaks you out. Would you have run? What would you have walked? What is it that you would have done? Stay tuned. You're going to want to hear this.
Bar TV. The stories we bring, the problems we show, the solutions we present are real. They are raw and they are authentic. The stories we share are with real people. Are you struggling? Or do you know someone that has problems? We want you to know that you are not alone. Many can relate. Are you afraid? God wants to give you peace. Do you feel unloved? Know that God loves you. God wants to give you love, peace, joy, and hope. It's all about the real deal. Barb TV wants to share with you its resources, answers, and hope. It is time to not live in a mediocre life, but for you to step into your full potential. God has great plans for you. We have great answers, resources, and hope. BarbTV.org or 855-515-5550. So Zechariah saw the angel, was afraid, and this man, this priest, for years has been praying. He's been asking God to answer his prayer, especially in those days. It was a disgrace if you could not have children. And, and, and they were excited, and they wanted it. They believed. They followed God. And it said earlier, he was really, really obeying and listening to God, and his wife as well. And then the angel shows up and says, here I am. Don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid. And it's kind of spooked him. But that's when it picks up in verse 13. It says, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid. Zacharias, for your petition has been heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you will give him the name John. What? Wait a minute. We've prayed that for years and we gave up on the prayer, there, we don't really believe that anymore. And what is so important to see here is that he is responding and, and, and what he's going to think. Because listen in 14 here, you will have joy. There is a prophecy shared with Gabriel right now. You will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. And then in 17, I'm skipping a couple of them. And then it says, in 17, it says, it is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and to disobedience and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. The angel is sharing, this is what God is going to do for you. You're going to have a son, and that son is going to be the forerunner of Jesus Christ to announce him to the world, to let them know he's coming. Now, he was old. He had prayed for years. But this is his response. In verse 18, Zechariah said to the angel, How will I know? This is for reals. How will I know this is for certain? I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. What a typical answer for so many of us. We pray for that situation that doesn't seem to be answered. We pray year after year after year. We finally give up on it. And the moment we give up on it, there is doubt starting to create. Are we good enough for God? Is this real? It's not going to happen. Why not? And, 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 and there is that doubt starting to create. And watch 
out for that moment when your child is an addict homeless on the street. Watch out for that moment when you have family members that have been hurt or just have no healing. Watch out for that moment when you have terminal cancer and everybody has given up and told you the end is not going to happen. Watch out for that moment when everything falls apart and it's not coming back together. Watch out for that moment when you feel rejected and, and abandoned and it is not coming together. And when you give up you make room in your heart and you start to realize that it's not all your father hoped to be that is the moment you make room for thoughts of the devil to start entering in and to start receiving the void the emptiness the loneliness the depression the struggle the fight and you still believe in God, but there is something that has changed. So when God is going to answer your prayer and send someone to say, God has hurt you, there's doubt. And doubt doesn't help. Doubt is not of God. Zechariah said to the angel, how will I know? This is for certain. I am old. Oh my goodness. How many times I hear people tell me, oh, I'm old. It's hard. Oh, I'm old. I can't do that anymore. There was in the grocery store last week somebody that said, I am 59 years old. I can't do that anymore. And I looked at him and said, you're not old. Get over it. You have so much potential. You are not old. So I don't care if you're 20, 40, 60, 80, or 90 years old. In God's eyes, you are not old. He does not look at you that way. So allow him to answer your prayers. And then it says, the angel answers and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place because you did not believe my words which will be fulfilled in their proper time. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place. Now, I've been pondering on that. He's in there, the people are waiting outside and it's taking much longer than usual. And they know something is up. And he has just lost his voice for a certain amount of time. Can't speak anymore, it's gone. What would it look like when you can't talk and an angel shuts you down? Would you run that moment to every doctor you possibly can think to fix it because God obviously meant that for one minute? Or would you try to deal or fix with it in any way you can? Or would you make excuses for God? He didn't really mean it. Would you share the full story but you can't talk anymore? What is it that you would do? And what I want to talk about next is what Zacharias did with that, just imagine for one moment if you could not talk. When you can't talk, you're going to be forced to listen. You're going to be forced to hear. And all of the sudden, you're no longer going to say, 
I'm never gonna baby. I don't really want a baby anymore because, you know, I'm old now. I can take care of it the right way. Or my kid's in trouble. He will always be in trouble. My daughter, she has too many medications. She might overdose sometime. All of a sudden, you cannot say all these curses any longer. You no longer can focus or say the negative, but you become very aware of what is going on around you. When you start to hear, then you start to listen. And when you start to listen, you start to hear. I tried this out. I started being quiet and I said, Lord, before I tell you my whole spiel and I tell you everything that I have to tell you and I give you all these prayers, it was different and something else came out of it. You want to hear this. Stay tuned. Peace is beautiful. However, finding peace is not always easy, but the result when you get there is life changing. Are you ready to dream bigger, pray bigger, believe bigger and live bigger? If you want to break free from dull Christianity and transform to a vibrant, active believer, what are you waiting for? Dare to Believe Big teaches you to believe like never before. It is time to grow, evolve, and expand. Discover four words that can transform your life. Are you ready to build a relationship with God? God has incredible plans for you. It is an exciting opportunity and you can live each day with a high expectation of what God will do next. Don't wait any longer and sign up for your new free membership. Sign up now and get a free gift at daretobelievebig.com. So I chose to be quiet instead of giving the Lord my entire list of prayer and um, just was quiet. The I said, I'm going to be quiet till I get to the three, which takes about 15, 20 minutes and not even. And I told, um, it was hard. You're so used to talk. It is hard to actually not talk. It would even be harder for women, right? Because they say so many more words a day, like 20,000 a day. It's quite a bit. And, and I was quiet. And while I left for the prayer, there were some things that were bugging me. And instead of just wanting to make phone calls or talk to those people or just dealing like, no, 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 I was quiet. And by the time I got to that tree, I felt I needed to extend it and be longer quiet. And the most amazing thing happened because there was this change in my heart to start seeing the fuller picture, like with the cat, with Ken, with the cat, you know, all of a sudden I realized what he went through when that cat had to be put down. But when I learned to hear first and then pray after that, it changed everything because all of a sudden God was no longer here. He was like huge. He was just huge. It changed everything. And that's what happened with Zacharias. Because here it says in verse 24, After these days, Elizabeth, his wife, became pregnant. And she kept herself in seclusion for five months, saying, This is the way the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked with favor upon me to take away my disgrace among men. You know, we scoot over nine months later. Can you imagine not talking for nine months? And it must even have been longer because before Zechariah got home, there was some time lapse between there. But he gets home and for nine months, he has stopped saying, I am old. He has stopped saying, how can this be? 
He has stopped no longer to look out, but he has started to look up. He has learned to hear, and now he knows how to listen. The big key is when you start hearing God and listening that you don't interrupt and wait for the Lord to finish. He heard, and then the baby is born. Now what I would expect that moment is that baby that is born, that he can talk instantly, because the angel said it would be coming back. That did not happen, because it says here, now the time had come, in verse 57, now the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth, and she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and her relatives heard that the Lord had displayed his great mercy towards her, and they were rejoicing with her. I can just see them having a party. And it happened that on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to call him Zacharias after his father. And at that moment, his, his wife said, the mother of the baby said, no, his name will be John, just like the angel said. And the, the interesting part right now here is Zachariah still could not speak because next it says and in 62, and they made signs to his father as, they, as to what he wanted him called. And he asked for a tablet and wrote as follows. His name is John. And they were all astonished. But what I would have expected that at this point, John would have been, a, or Zechariah would have been able to talk. He was not discouraged. He was not angry. He was not like, wait, God, wasn't this supposed to happen when the baby was going to be born? What time are we talking about here? When is this going to happen? I want my voice back. He wasn't having a pity party. But he now listened and heard and said, his name will be John. And when he stepped into faith, when he believed, when he stood up for what God wanted because he listened, is when the following happened. And at once his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed. And I am wondering, was this the moment that Gabriel maybe was in the room there? Or, they, or did they see him or not? I, it doesn't say anything about it. But it said, and at once his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed. And he began to speak in praise of God. Now how is it possible the man that was in the Holy of Holies, that was afraid and scared and had doubt and unbelief, after many, many months of not being able to talk, that at the next moment, he's going to prophesy and the words of God are flowing out of his mouth because he had learned to be quiet before God. And that, my friend, is crucially important that you start to hear and listen, that you first have to be quiet. There is a pattern here. First, he believed. Then there was doubt and unbelief. Then the angels showed up with good news. Then he had nine months or longer to get quiet before the Lord and to start to hear. And no longer to pray curses over his own life or somebody else's. Because he learned to be quiet. He heard what everything else was saying around him. And while this was taking place, because he couldn't talk, he started seeing what people say, what people do, how people curse themselves, 
how people pretty much have all the negativity around them. And he started observing and seeing what was really going on. And instead of looking outward to fix it, he looked up. The coolest thing is here, next, he says an incredible prophecy that's just unbelievable because it, actually it is believable because he says and his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit when you stop when you look when you hear and then when you listen everything changes and he said blessed be the Lord God of Israel for he has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people then a little further down, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us is going to come to us. And then a little further down, to grant us that we being rescued from the hand of our enemies, not just the ones we see, but the ones we hear, might serve him without fear. He got it. In holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child that was just born, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will, be go, will go on before the Lord to prepare his ways. And you probably want to read the entire chapter of Luke to get a big, bigger context. But wow, a man that went from doubt, first from faith, to obeying, to believing, to doubt, to unbelief. That had an encounter with the angel then inc incredibly everything changed because he learned to listen so my friend how can you listen get quiet before the lord whatever shows you that holds you back in your heart give it up let it go get rid of it repent of it then start being quiet before the lord and you will start hearing the first hour it might be one word but there will be so much more and the more you start hearing the more you start listening the more you start looking up instead of out. We'd love to help you more with that. Will you call us 855-515-5550 or go to our website barbtv.org. And right now, Lord God Almighty, I pray for my fans, friends. Help them to hear. Help them to listen. Help them to cleanse their heart and help them to see the Lord God Almighty that can also do the impossible in their lives. God loves you and so do I chose to adopt a baby from Mexico, but something went terribly wrong. At the Tijuana airport uh, to bring the baby uh, to the U.S. Embassy. So right there, um, after many hours of being there at the U.S. Embassy, uh, we actually had the U.S. Consul came. In, what in about Canada. media? Was media able to back you up and say, hey guys, mm -hmm. let's help you out here. Let's get the... And uh, with that fear of uh, being arrested again or thrown in jail, and uh, after a year, the judge said, I'm sorry, it was uh, a mistake. Well, so you go back out of fear of getting arrested again. Yes. And you see this. Is it possible when you see that kind of behavior and children not treated right, to hide your eyes out of your fear and run? And I understood why, because he had a purpose and a plan. Wow. And his plans are good for his me. His plan was 100 children and not one. Yeah.